All right. Hey, good morning, everyone. It is so good to, uh, to see you this morning. My name is Pastor Doug Lassett, and my wife Donna and I, we pastor the Pearl Church right here in Denver, Colorado. So if you're not from Denver, I wish I could say welcome to sunny Denver today, but I can't because it's sunny right over our building, which might say something. Maybe the Lord is favoring us. But everywhere else right now is a total hailstorm, okay? So uh, it's good. God's good. And I hope that you're all feeling strong today and healthy today. I hope you're washing your hands. And, and uh, you know, we got to stay in this thing and try to be as healthy as we can for as long as we can. But I'll tell you what, God is good, okay? So I'm excited about my message this morning. And, uh, but before I do, I want to just give you a couple of thoughts um, and a couple of announcements this morning. Now, it has been, I actually didn't count, so I don't know how many days it's been since uh, we started this thing. I know some guys have it literally down to a, you know, down to a T. They know the day, the, the hour and the day. I don't remember. I just know it's been a long time, okay? It's been a long time we've been in this, and it seems like we're still in the middle. I feel, it, this feels so redundant because I said, I said the same thing last week. It's been a long time. We're in the middle. We don't know how long we have to go, but I'll tell you what, I believe without, without a shadow of a doubt right now that God is working uh, on your behalf and my behalf, and you wait. When this thing is over, we're going to see some things that we never dreamed we would see. I believe God is doing something that big and that amazing, so we're going to get through this thing. But the truth is, I just, I miss everybody. Like, I literally miss everybody so much. We have decided that we are officially, officially going to do a drive-in service, all right? So all of my Churl, Pearl, Pearl, Churl Perch family, Pearl Church family, all of my Pearl Church family, so check this out. We're going to go. We're doing this, okay? They've done it in a few places around the state, but as other churches did it, they actually clamped down and there was a little bit, there were some restrictions that they had to work out. Um, this last week on a phone call with the governor, uh, we were all able to really understand what the goals are, you know, for uh, staying healthy during a drive-in service. And so I think we're there. I really do. So here's what we're going to do. On the 31st, the 31st of this month, okay, the last day, it's the last Sunday of this month, we are doing a drive-in service. What is a drive-in service? It means you drive in. Just drive, drive in here. Just get over here. Just get in your car, drive over, and what we're going to do is we're going to fill our parking lot uh, as, as much as we can. And some of you may be in overflow on the other side of the building in the other parking lot or whatever, but we're going to be on uh, FM radio. We're going to have a stage, and we're going to have some other cool stuff and we're going to have a drive-in service. Okay, there will still be coffee. We will greet you with masks and gloves, you know, kind of at a distance from the parking lot. Our parking lot people, Kyle, our parking lot director, is going to feel like he has a destiny again, right? He has, you have a destiny, Kyle. God loves you. He has a destiny. You're going to get to park cars? Come on, on the 31st. It's going to be so fun. You do not want to miss our drive-in service right here in Cherry Creek in Denver. You don't want to miss it. It's going to be absolutely phenomenal. And uh, who knows? We could have all kinds of technical issues. Who cares? We're in the parking lot together. We, we might be six feet apart, but we're, we're within a distance where I can wave at all of you. All right? I love you. So the 31st, it's going to be a ton of fun. 
and uh, we're going to get creative with it, and I'm, I'm really excited about it. And I think that's the precursor to maybe some things that are coming later on in June if we're able to gather in any sort of way uh, as we get through the, the month of June. So God's good, and man, I feel like, I feel new life, I feel new strength. Uh, I think when you're in the middle of something, you wonder how far it's going to go, and you kind of don't see the end, and so you can waste a lot of energy trying to worry about when something is going to end. And I think that what we have to do is God says, don't waste a bunch of energy on that. Cast all your cares, your anxieties on him because he cares for you. I think it's more important that we realize that God cares for us than for us to identify our anxieties every day. That's not going to help. It's just not going to help, okay? So I want to get into the word today. I want you to turn in your Bibles to Ephesians chapter 3, and I'm going to read verse 20. We're in a series called Beyond, all right? Called Beyond. What is beyond this thing, or what is beyond that God has for you in your life? And um, I want to read Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20. I've read it a couple of times in the series. But today, I want to really spend a little time on a couple of these words. Here we go, okay? Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20. And I want to challenge you in COVID uh, quarantine, get your Bibles, okay? Get your Bibles, get something to write with, underline stuff, okay? Let's not take a kind of a, uh, just a, a coffee posture. I want you to have your coffee. I don't care if you're in your p- pajamas. I don't care if you're eating breakfast, right? But lean into the word this morning, okay? Uh, so here it is, Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20. Now unto him who is able to do far more abundantly beyond all that we ask or think according to the power that works within us. And then it goes, it goes on, but I want to focus on this part. Now unto him who is able to do far more abundantly beyond all that we could ask or think, according to the power that works within us. And I want to do a message uh, this morning called Beyond the Horizon, Beyond the Horizon. And I want to talk about horizons for a minute, but let me pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for your goodness and for your grace. And today, I feel the presence of Jesus in this place. I don't care if, if you're on the couch. I don't care if you're in a car listening to this. I don't, it doesn't matter uh, where you are in the city or if you're in another state or another country right now. The presence of Jesus is in this place. Father, in Jesus' name, I pray right now. I pray right now, Father, you would bless our church. You would bless everyone who's listening to this message. Father, I pray for strength into their body. I pray for rejuvenation into their spirit. I pray, Lord, you would stir their hearts. I pray, Lord, that you would bring refreshing to their mind and to their thought. I pray, Lord, that if anyone is getting discouraged or getting down because they've just been quarantined for so long and there's so many things that aren't normal, I pray, Father, you would breathe life into them right now in the name of Jesus. Father, I thank you for it. If there's anyone in our church that is sick, I pray for them right now to get healed in Jesus' name. If there's anyone listening to my voice right now who is sick in body, I know there's some people in our church that are actually hospitalized for other things. I pray for healing in their bodies right now in Jesus' name. Father, I'm so grateful. Holy Spirit, you come, you meet us. Come on, you meet us, Father. We love you, we need you. Father, we need your spirit, we need your anointing, we need your presence. 
God, I just, I just love you. I love your presence, the presence of God. Father, you come today, you anoint our house, you anoint this empty building because we're, the building is empty, but the people are full. There's people everywhere, Jesus. I'm grateful. I'm grateful today, God, for all that you have done. Bless the word in Jesus' name. And everybody in your house said amen. That's right, you all said amen, okay? So beyond, beyond, Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20, one more time, now unto him who is able to do abundantly above and beyond. Now this, this word, abundantly or above and beyond, uh, it's very interesting because de depending on what version of the Bible you use, we'll put different English words with it. But, but here's what it means. It's really the combination of a couple of words and the Greek word is actually huper. It's actually H-U-P-E-R in the English, the phonetic huper, and this is what it means. Abundantly and beyond means to see something outside the boundaries of the current situation and act on your behalf. So when God says he's doing something above and beyond for you, he's helping you to see something beyond the boundaries of where you are and he's acting on your behalf. And a lot of times when we hear this preached, we hear it preached like abundantly above all, and we, we think addition. We think addition like, like this is how many blessings I have, and God has given me abundantly more blessings, right? That's not what this really means in the Greek. So when Paul's writing to the Ephesians, and he says God is able to do abundantly beyond, when we translate it in the English, it, it doesn't nail it in the English. What he's saying is, is that God absolutely has your best interest in mind. And he sees beyond where you're at because he sees the, the end and the beginning at the same time. And so God knows what it is that you need. He knows where you're going. He knows how he's going to help you, how he's going to bless you. So abundantly beyond, to huper means that, that we're looking at something. There's a boundary, but there's something beyond the boundary. You may not see it, but it's there, Okay. So let me give you just three thoughts this morning. Uh, three thoughts this morning on beyond. Number one is the title of my message, but beyond the horizon. Beyond the horizon. Now, I don't know if any of you love sunsets, right? All of you romantics out there. But let's be honest. We have something here in Colorado that is incredibly unique. We have unbelievable sunsets. Now, there's beautiful things in every city all over the world. But I'm telling you, the sunsets here are unbelievable. I think it's a combination of things. I think part of it's the elevation and, and all of that. But when we get sunsets, you feel like you're closer, because you are, you're quite a bit closer. You feel like you're closer to heaven and the clouds and, and the, the pinks and the blues. We'll sit outside at my house and we'll just watch the sunset. But here's the thing about, here's the thing about a sunset. The sunset actually happens at the horizon. And the very fact that there's a horizon means that there's a boundary but just because there's a boundary, it doesn't mean that there's nothing beyond that boundary. It just means that that's the horizon. The horizon is what you are limited to in your sight. So when, when God says abundantly above all, beyond what you can do or what I can do, what he's saying is that there's something beyond your boundary. There's something beyond what you see. The sunsets are amazing. And when the sun comes up, the sun goes down. When the sun sets, it doesn't mean that the sun is disappearing. It just means that the sun is going someplace that you can't see, but it's still there. There is a, 
beyond. You know, I have people who uh, in my life and friends that are visually impaired. They're partially blind. and I've had friends that are totally blind. But here's the thing. Just because they can't see a physical horizon doesn't mean that if God doesn't stir their faith in their hearts, it doesn't mean they won't be spiritually limited. What I love about them is that they've actually developed other senses that allow them to see things that maybe you and I can't even see. They're not limited by certain boundaries that we are. That's why the Bible says that we are to live by faith and not by sight. Sometimes to live by faith and not by sight means you close your eyes and you just say, God, what do you have for me in my life? What do you have for me in my destiny? And there's a, there's a spiritual closing off of the natural that we have to have to see the spiritual. So God actually wants us to live by faith and it's the faith that takes us beyond the boundary of what it is that we see. You guys remember that old show? I heard a joke about it the other day. You guys remember the Truman Show? I, you know, the, the Truman Show, actually, I, I wasn't a huge fan of the movie, but it was so original that it captivated me. It captivated anybody who watched it. Because here you have a guy, he's on camera all the time, but the Truman Show meant that he was, he was living inside of something fake. And he would look at the horizon and he would see the sunset and he would see the sunrise and he would see the blue sky. But really, it was a wall. It wasn't real. There was a limit. If you and I don't begin to live in the beyond, in the faith realm, then we end up living like the Truman Show. And we refuse to believe that there is anything on the other side of our boundaries and I'm telling you, there is something beyond your physical, natural, finite boundary. And God wants us as people of faith to look past uh, our boundary and see the horizons. The horizons are incredibly important because the very fact that there is one tells you that there's something beyond it. If there was no horizon, there would be nothing beyond it. Could you imagine if there was nothing on the other side? Could you imagine if life was like the Truman Show or... I don't know if you've ever been in a whiteout. Uh, one of my first uh, times here in Colorado, our first snowstorms was just straight up scary. We actually drove up to Vail. We didn't have a, a four-wheel drive, and we got caught in a snowstorm. And I didn't know where I was. I couldn't tell. I remember this one time I went to Alaska. Um, I've been four, five, three, four times now, I guess. And, and, but one time I went for a, a completely different reason. But when I landed, I realized that I was actually in Anchorage for the Iditarod race. Now, the Iditarod is incredible. So here I am, I decided, you know what, I'm here. I'm gonna stay a little longer and I wanna see the beginning of the Iditarod race. And so I didn't know anything about the Iditarod. What do I, what do I, an islander in Alaska? I don't know, but there was, it was incredible. So I'm in Anchorage, there wasn't enough snow, right? So they actually trucked in snow from all over Alaska and covered the streets in Anchorage with snow so they could bring the sleds in with the dogs. It was actually incredible what they did. And then I got to hang out with like, like 300 huskies. It was incredible. Dogs are playing. I'm at the hotel. All the mushers are there. I got to meet a couple of the mushers. I got to see the, you know, the, the, um, the, the sleigh. Is it called a sleigh? I got to, it's like Christmas all of a sudden. But I got to meet them and hang out with them and, and, and learn about the race. The race is incredible. I mean, it's the last great race on planet Earth. It truly is. It's 1,100 miles, 1,100 miles through Alaska. 
in temperatures that are up to 40 degrees below zero. It's incredible. And they do it in stages. And every stage has its own challenge. But I'll tell you the one that really got to me. There's one time in the race where the mushers and the dogs, they have to go out onto a frozen lake. And as they get out onto the frozen lake, it's the only place on planet Earth where a dog, you know, because dogs have the, this innate ability to just keep moving. As long as a dog can see anything, it can run. It can go someplace. And, there's, this is, and you can learn about it. But dogs have this, this directional sense inside of them. But something happens to them during the race. They get out on this ice, on this frozen lake. And if the snow is falling or if the sky is white, you're on, you're on a frozen lake, it's white, the sky is white, and you can't see in front or, or in back of you. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, there's no horizon. There's, there's, nothing, there's nothing to see. You see, the, the very fact that there's a horizon means that there's something on the other side of it. And the horizon, what you see should just keep you going. It's the only place in the world where they say a, a, a dog team, when they lose sight of anything, the dogs will stop, they will lay down, and they won't move because they, they don't know where to go. And, and if they don't call for help, you know, the dogs could ultimately die and so could the musher. Because the dog can get out there and not see a horizon. Some of you this morning are like, you're like this, you have been through so much in this last season. Listen to me now. Some of you have been going through so much in your spirit. You were having kind of a rough time before COVID happened. And then COVID happened and then all these other issues start to come up, whether it's financial or quarantine or loneliness or, or whatever it is. And you've lost track of your horizon. I want you to know you don't have to stop. It, I, I want you to know you need to kind of stand up and say, you know what, God's got a plan for me. Some of you are just like, like this. You, you don't see anything and so you sit down. But the way you do it, don't look for something natural. Close your eyes and pray that God takes you beyond, come on, he takes you beyond what you see with your natural eyes. God wants to give you something that is now unto him who was able to do more abundantly beyond all that you could ask. In other words, what do you want? What do you need? Can you ask for it? Because if you can ask for it, God wants to give you something beyond what you can even ask for or think. So you can sit down right now and you can think of all the things that you might need or the help you need. You know what? God knows more about what you need than you do. That's why he says abundantly beyond, beyond your limited boundary. The beyond spirit is when I get to the end of myself, I know there's more there. And it's spiritual. It's not natural. It's not me thinking it up. It's God who created it and made it happen. So we want to make sure that if you're stuck right now, I'm telling you, close your eyes, pray with me at the end, because God wants to take you into the beyond realm of faith that is beyond your natural boundaries. Number two, when I read this verse, I think of going beyond the thoughts that I have about myself, beyond your thoughts about yourself. Now I want you to listen to this verse, Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10. For we are his workmanship. In other words, God is a 
God is like a, he's a sculptor in the Bible. He's a builder in the Bible. Jesus was a carpenter. And so God's in the building business. He's in the business of creating things. And when God created you, he created you perfectly the way he wanted you to be so that you could show the glory of God through your weaknesses. That's right. God created you with weaknesses. We're human. We're finite. You have bad attitudes. Everybody does once in a while. Bad attitude. Angry. Frustrated. But whatever you're going through, God created you so that out of that, as in our response to the Holy Spirit, that God could be glorified through that. And you might look at yourself in the mirror some days and be like, I don't even like the way I look. Can I tell you something? Um, if you're struggling with insecurity or fear that comes from that, God created you exactly the way he wanted you to be. He knew about you beforehand, before you were ever in your mother's womb. You know what that word workmanship means? It means that he's a master craftsman. If you're in the building business, you know as well as I do, there's all kinds and levels of builders. There's some people who just get in there and build, you know. They're the I Ikea level people. I just get in there and build it. You know, a few screws that don't match. Maybe one of them's left over. You're like, hey, I don't know. Maybe the kitchen will fall down. Who cares? Let's go. Looks nice for a year. But then there are people that are craftsmen. And I mean right down to things like painting. I knew a painter one time who could paint, and he taught me how to roll a bead. If you've never heard, heard that roll a bead, it means where you take your paintbrush, and a little paint gets on the end of your paintbrush, and you can roll a bead. You pull the droplet of paint, and you can create a perfectly straight line as you paint a house, a living room, or whatever it is. And it's incredible how master painters can paint freehand better than I can paint with tape and sprayers, but they're masters. I know people who build cabinetry, and sometimes they're slower, but their work is incredible. That's what you are. You are the product of a master craftsman. You're not Ikea built. Come on, somebody. You are not Ikea built. You are not. God did not put you together, look at you, and went, oh, they're a little off. Oh, well. Yeah. They'll fall apart in a couple of years. No. He made you perfectly, for we are his workmanship. Not anybody else's workmanship. I'm not my, my spouse's workmanship. I'm not my parents' workmanship. I'm not my pastor's workmanship. Nobody made me but God. God made me, and his, his, uh, his spirit is on me like a, like a tag or like a brand. Or you know, I'm made by God. And my weaknesses and things I go through, I'm made by God. He he's taking me somewhere. Created in Christ Jesus for good works. Everything that you do has a work to it, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. So here's, here's you. This is who you are. This is you. Do not question you. Celebrate you. I'm not saying you don't have to celebrate your weaknesses and you don't have to celebrate your mistakes and your failures, but you need to celebrate you. Come on. You need to have a party because of you, because you are that awesome, because God made you. I celebrate you. Tall, short, black, white, brown, whatever language you speak, I celebrate you. I don't care what mistakes you've made. I don't care what victories you've had. I, I'm celebrating you, not your victories or your defeats. I celebrate what God has made. 
God wants to take you beyond the thoughts that you have about yourself. There are limitations to what you think about yourself. Some people don't think high enough about themselves. Some people overthink themselves and they think more highly, as the Bible says, than they should about themselves. We all have limits. If you don't think right about yourself here, it's a limit. If you think too much about yourself, that's also a limit. Even people's victories can be a limit. You can be intoxicated with your victories and your successes, and you become limited. So how you see yourself is very, very important. Understanding who you are and how God views you as his workmanship is is vital. Understanding how God sees you is the difference between being stuck in your boundaries or free in God's beyond. God's got a beyond for your life. So beyond your horizon, there's something there, right? Beyond how you view yourself, there are other thoughts about you that you need to rehearse and you need to know. I remember, okay, so here's, here's, here's what happened. About a week ago, I come home, or maybe, maybe two weeks now, I came home from doing this, from filming and shooting at the church. I walk into the kitchen, okay, I walk into the kitchen, and my three kids are sitting around the little kitchen bar area, and my wife is, is sitting there, and she's kind of laughing at them, and they start to giggle. <laughs> Maybe for the dads or the parents. Do, do you remember when all of a sudden you, you, know, you used to discipline your children, and now you're insecure in front of them? You know what I'm saying? So all of my kids are kind of giggling, and I'm getting all insecure. Like, what are you laughing at, right? They wouldn't tell me. And then my daughter, Tessa, who, by the way, congratulations, Tessa, graduates from high school this week and all the seniors that are listening 2020 you will go down in history come on there is a beyond beyond for you we had to we had to drive in a car around a parking lot for her to get her robe and then it's just it's crazy but congratulations to all the seniors but my daughter Tessa sitting at the table and if you know Tessa uh, she's funny because she's she's a little quieter than the other two but you can tell when there's something going on, like, like she's very mischievous. She, she doesn't talk as much, but most, not most, but a lot of the time she's the instigator. So I'm just, I'm just saying, I look at her and she's got this look in her eye and they all start to giggle. And I realize Tessa has done something that, that, and I'm the, I'm the, I'm the joke here. What's going on? And she goes like this. She goes, I found this. Now this is incredible. She pulls it out, and they all start to laugh, and they're joking. I'm like, well, what is that? I, I don't know what this is. I've never seen it. And uh, a couple of years ago, when my mom, uh, my mom was here, uh, somewhere in that exchange, my mom brought me a little box of papers and things from when I was a little kid. It had like a toy, some clothes, and then a whole bunch of documents from my schooling when I was a kid. Now, when I was a kid... I was very ADD. Everybody knows that, you know. I, I was a little, a little bit difficult as a young child, okay? And um, Tessa pulls this up and she says, Dad, this is your report, your progress report from kindergarten. And I was like, what are you talking about? My mom had put in there um, my progress report from kindergarten. And I want to read to you right now, Pastor Doug Lassett's 
progress report from kindergarten, okay? Now check this out. Now there's three categories. There's no, yes, and sometimes. And you, can, you can't really see this maybe, but this is so old, it's in plastic. The, the paper has actually started to disintegrate around the sides. That's how old I am, okay? But here we go. Let me read you my progress report. Um, all these different categories. Listens attentively, sometimes. Gives attention when teacher is talking, sometimes. Listens without interrupting, no. That's so funny. Listens for directions, sometimes. Obeys instructions, sometimes. Applies thought in perception, sometimes. Remembers well, yes. Completes their work, sometimes. Makes good use of their time, no. Applies themselves diligently, no. Knows the left from their right, Yes, come on, somebody. I know my left from my right. And it took me until kindergarten. Amen, come on. All right? So knows the left from the right. Um, shows uh, visual um, discernment sometimes. Takes active interest in music. No. Which is funny, because now I'm a musician and produced albums and all this. It's just funny. Uh, takes active interest in music. No. Quiet during participation at story time? No. Relates to group, uh, groups of objects? Relates groups of objects to numbers? No. Observes things well? Sometimes. Volunteers a response and talks? Yes. Shows self-confidence? Yes. Carries out responsibilities? Sometimes. Follows school rules? Sometimes. Participates well in group games. Sometimes. Associates well with other children. Yes. Practices good manners. Sometimes. Shows interest and curiosity about natural environment. Sometimes. Are you trying to, you, you get what I'm trying to say here? Let me, let me just review this for you. I only got five yeses out of like 20. And my yeses were, were I remember things well, because I was a little manipulator, I remember things well. I know my left from my right. I talk a lot. I'm self-confident. And I have lots of friends. Those are my five. Come on, somebody. Out of all of these, if you were to read this, if you were to see a kid in kindergarten who interrupts, doesn't talk, doesn't listen, can't listen to instructions, um, doesn't perceive things well, doesn't remember things well, doesn't complete any of their work, doesn't make good use of their time, doesn't apply themselves di diligently, right? Um, doesn't have good visual acuity. Um, I, I don't have an interest in anything other than myself, not in music. I, I don't participate well during story time. I don't, I don't, I, I, if you were to look at this, you know what this is? This is my boundary. First of all, I want to say I'm sorry to my mother to have so that you had to go through teachers' conferences like this. However, this was my boundary. 
So if you were to take this and you were to put this over my life, this was my boundary, but can I tell you there was a beyond for me? There was a beyond that no one could see, but God saw it because I was his workmanship and no eye has seen nor ear heard nor mind ever conceived the glorious things that God has in store for me because I love him. And, and it's loving God and it's moving into the things of God that go from the, I have a boundary and I'm the Truman Show and I'm pounding on the wall. Some people don't have a pound in the wall spirit. Can I just tell you that if this was my label, God gave me a new label. He put his name on me and he took me beyond this. This is exactly what I'm talking about. Some of you here today, you're like, man, I am limited and I have a boundary. No, you don't. Only in the natural and in the physical. But if you close your eyes and if you live by faith and not by sight, God will take you places. He will fulfill promises that he put in your heart that sound crazy to your mind. He will. He'll, he'll give you dreams and visions about what he wants you to accomplish or the friends that he wants you to have or... There is a beyond for us. And the last one, beyond your own strength. He goes on to say this in the verse. It says, beyond all that we ask or think, according to the power that works within us. And this power, that Greek word, if you know the Greek, you've heard some of this before, but it's the dynamis. It's the word for power, it's the word where we get dynamite. Dynamite. It's when something comes together and it just explodes. There is a combustive power. The strength, the power that is in, within you. It's the power of God, the strength of God inside of you. It's not you doing it, but it's God in you. Along the way, I learned that it's not going to be me. It, it couldn't be me because I, I didn't have what it takes. I was... I was in a weird spot, but when, when I received Christ, I received all that Christ had for me. The power of God within me, it's combustible, it's, it's explosive, it's explosive. I became a Christian, and within just a few years, just a, a few years, I had finished Bible college, gone on staff at a church, and was leading one of the largest youth ministries in America with conferences of thousands of people. And, and, and people will say, well, how did, you, how did it go so fast? I'm just being very honest and authentic with you. I remember why it went so fast. I, I just don't have any other answer except for this. I just trusted the Lord. I had nothing else, so I wanted the power of God in me to do whatever ever it needed to do. I didn't want to be the limitation. So you close your eyes, you believe in faith, God takes you beyond your boundaries into the beyond, and it's, it's explosive. It really is. It's explosive. It doesn't need to take years. It could take minutes or days or months, but you've got to believe that there is a work inside of you that is happening. You must be confident in the work of God in you. You see the work of God in other people and you compare. You believe in God, but you don't know if you believe in God for you. There's a work that's happening inside of you and it's explosive. It's powerful. It's where we get the word dynamite. I believe it with all my heart. I was thinking about how we came out of Easter and, you know, Jesus came out of the grave. And, you know, whenever we talk about Jesus coming out of the grave at Easter, it's, it looks so nice, doesn't it? I mean, we got bunny rabbits running around and everything's pastel colors at Easter. But then I, you remember that when Jesus came out of the grave, you know what happened? There was an earthquake. We think of Jesus just kind of getting up, you know, getting up and, his, and just going to the front of the tomb and rolling the, rolling, you know, the stone away. And he walks out and we see these pictures. That is not how it went. It was explosive. 
It was explosive. It rocked the earth. There was an earthquake when Jesus came out of the tomb. This is the kind of power that we're talking about. Power that you don't have. Power that comes from God. Power that comes from faith and from the beyond. Now here's how I want to wrap this up. I want to pray for you today. There's some of you, you're really struggling right now. You're, you're struggling because you're tired, you're burned out, you're tired of COVID, you're tired of quarantine, I get it. Maybe there's some other things. Maybe you're struggling with faith about who you are, about who you are in Christ. You are his workmanship, young lady. You are his workmanship, sir. God created you with good works before you were ever on this earth. He was a master craftsman. Please, everyone bow your heads right now. If you are struggling with who you are in Christ and your relationship with Christ, with your heads bowed and your eyes closed all over the place, wherever you happen to be listening to this right now, close your eyes and repeat this after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I am your workmanship. I am your perfect, wonderful, amazing workmanship. And I trust you, Jesus, with how you made me. And Father, right now, I receive your grace. Thank you, Jesus, for forgiving me of all my mistakes. And today, I trust my life to you. Father, help me to not live within my boundary. Help me, Jesus, to move in to your beyond. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you guys. I love you. I'm so excited. Don't forget about the 31st drive-in service. I mean, fill your car up with gas right now and get ready to drive to Cherry Creek. Come to the Pearl Church because we're going to be serving coffee. We're going to be experiencing Jesus. And we might even honk a few horns if we can do it without getting a ticket. But you know what? Sometimes revival is what it is. All right, I love you. God bless you. And I'll see you soon.